Welcome into Hanging Out Fantasy. My name is Nick Humphreys, and tonight I'm hanging out with Matt the Peaceful, as he goes by. Uh, that's his new self-proclaimed nickname. So welcome in, Matt the Peaceful. Thank you, Commissioner. It's a pleasure to be on tonight. So as everybody knows, I'm sure they're aware, Matt is currently uh, atop the rankings in our league with uh, only one loss. So he's feeling himself right now. But as you can tell by his nickname, he is not coming out for heads. He's coming out in peace. And so everybody just kind of relax. Okay. He's not coming for necks right now. Yeah. This is a time of peace right now. Just a time for, you know, peace, maybe a little bit of plotting. He he just gets done crushing me. And then he, he switches his nickname to Matt the Peaceful. So it's a little bit of a mixed uh, message here to me, Matt. Over the last week, but yeah, I guess I can I can get behind that. You're 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 doing great, and you're not being too cocky, so I can respect that. <laughs> um, yeah, congratulations on your big victory. I gotta tell you, that was kind of a surprising victory. I I saw it being a good game, but I didn't see myself kind of racking up that many points. You came out swinging Thursday night, and I was just like, man, it's Thursday over. Yeah, that was a huge start. Eno Benjamin and Kamara both really gave me a solid start that night. Yeah, dude, the Eno play, that was huge. I mean, that was a smart play. I think he had 24.5 points or something. He blew up. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, I was 40-something down after Thursday night. It uh, Yeah, it was hurting. That's always rough going into Sunday, being down pretty much anything over 30. It's yeah. like you only had one or two people, you know? It's like, okay, we got some serious uh, yeah, serious like mountains a- to, to climb here. But, yep, we're on to the next week. So, I think you got a – who are you facing this week? I'm back to Luke again. To team I'm back to Lucas. F.J. Robinson. All right, well, hopefully Lucas can step it up this week and put a stop to this madness. I feel I gotta say, just looking at it, I feel bad for Lucas already because Keenan Allen, even if he was healthy, is on a bye week. Yeah, yeah, he's so on his bye week. He's he's just not. At least he doesn't have to debate whether he's going to play him or not. He just like find find another. Option. That's true. That's he's true. He can just plug someone it. in. Yeah. Um. Okay. Real quick, did you watch House of the Dragons this first season? I've, dude, I'm actually wrapping up episode nine right now. Oh, it's getting good. It's, it's getting so good. good. I just watched Except the finale. The feet feet I, pick fetish thing. That kind of took me a little out of left field there. She just yes. like whips her feet out, and that guy's just like stroking himself, revealing so all these random. Secrets. I, I'm like, George I don't R. know. Martin. I don't, I don't think it, that, that wasn't in the books. But I, oh, I mean, I, HBO I know he has a lot of uh, influence on the show. So it could have been still from George, but. I didn't like yes, when I listened to the feet. books, I didn't hear anything about that. It was uh, <laughs> I glossed over those pages. Yeah. I just listened to uh books on tape. You know, there you go. Yeah. I just, audio uh, books, I guess they're called now. Fifteen second fast forwarded over the softcore foot porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like what you're okay with uh uncle and niece getting it on and having a bunch of kids, but you're not okay with the little right. foot fetish. <laughs> As soon as someone whips their feet out, everyone's like, whoa, whoa, easy. (laughs) Incest and decapitations only. 
Yeah, whoa, take it easy. Take it easy. The lines at the feet, obviously. But yeah, it's it's good. I gotta say, I don't know. I feel like it's been a little hard to follow at first. Yeah, I can I see like that. That's kind of natural, especially with the first season, like well, they're making everyone established. Big time jumps. Like I would say they could have right. started the season with this last episode. Like episode ten. Okay. Yeah. But obviously they wanted to set it up, and I so I think it was right for them to do what they did, like in the first season, with everything. I think that's kind of what got me. Yeah, there's yeah, like it's a, a lot of time. time jump from yeah, yeah. But it's good. I'm liking it. Good. Yeah, we'll have to talk about it when you finish the first season. Yeah, I haven't got a chance to talk about it with anybody, so I'm excited. Anyways, let's talk about what happened this morning. Waivers went through, and some people got some decent players, I think. Thomas got the number one priority, and he picked up Gus Edwards and dropped Zach Wilson. And I can say a lot of people wanted Gus Edwards. (laughs) He was not the only one that claimed him, but he was the only one that got him because he sucks. His team sucks right now. Hopefully Gus Edwards is a consolation prize for you, bud. Spend a little less time cleaning Giselle's pool and, uh, you know, beef that team up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Get out of Giselle's pool and get on your phone and start making some moves on fantasy football. Thomas, what on earth are you doing? Uh, he dropped Zach Wilson for, for Gus Edwards, so that was probably a smart move. Lucas was next. He added the Jags defense, and he dropped the Bengals defense. Um, yeah, interesting. Luke, um, after Luke, Blake added McCole Hardman after that big week and dropped Daniel Jones. That's who I was going for on one of my waiver claims was McCole Hardman. He was looking good. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, just any piece of that chiefs offense is like, yeah, worth having. Yeah, exactly. I feel like you're safe. I feel like Mahomes is really kind of. Now that Tyreek Hill's gone, I feel like he's found a pretty good, you know, rhythm just with any yeah. other receiver right. and being he able to connect. And he always out. has been. But yeah. It's just, I don't know how you predict that. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's a little hard to predict. If you're worth, if you like just having the upside when you got to put someone in, then yeah, I would say it's a good pickup. I was after Blake and I grabbed Deontay Foreman and I dropped Brees Hall, which is just a killer, but. Ah, that sucks. At least, I mean, the consolation there, though, is you know Brees Hall's not going to be back, so it's not like you have to worry about. Yeah, I know. I was like, at first, I was like, oh or... man, I gotta, I gotta keep him, but then they said out for the season. So that sucks. I still can't believe that. It does suck. He was so good. Hopefully, and he's going to be seeing good an injury next year. like that too. Yeah, right. It's, it sucks seeing injuries like that. It was exciting that the, that the Jets were like looking good. Yeah. I feel like they came out of nowhere. I I wasn't really following them. And I'm like, holy shit. Of course, like the Jets, the Giants, everyone's just flying past the Browns. Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) The Browns are, yeah, stuck in the mud as per usual. Spinning the wheels. Um, Right after me, Tyler grabbed the Titans defense and he dropped the Raiders defense. Then you grabbed Greg Dulcich and dropped the Dolphins defense. 
You hoping Greg can do something? I uh, yeah, I'm optimistic about him. He, I was kind of watching him, and I, just, I think he's had his. He was out with an injury. I want to say earlier in the season or something, mm-hmm. and he's only had his first two games. And they're saying he's looking pretty good for a uh, tight end for a tight end spot. Yeah. I think he had he had twelve and eleven in his first two games points. Yeah, I'd say anything over ten uh-huh. is good. And Solid. Like, and I, shit, I mean, if you can count on that week, targets. Week. Yeah, right. Targets are important. So if he's going to get them consistently, I would. It's worth a stash. It's like why I kept Njoku because he got targets mm-hmm. and he got about ten points consistently, and it's like, hey. If I really needed to, I could plug him in. Plug of course, him now in he's right hurt. And... But... Right. Um, after you, Lucas grabbed Matt Gay and dropped Chris Boswell. I think that's probably a good upgrade. Mm-hmm. Blake added Chuba Hubbard, the other um, Carolina running back with Deonta Foreman. But it looked like he did not practice today. So... Mm. But I think it was – I don't know what he, he – came out with some sort of ankle injury. They said yeah. it was minor, but he didn't practice today, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. There was a couple of those waiver pickups, I think, that were somewhat questionable, um, well, like injury status-wise. Oh, yeah, for sure. At this point in the season – I want to say Gus Edwards was. Gus Edwards is listed as questionable, but I'm he played. Yeah. So Right. He was coming off that injury, so he might just be, have that questionable status still from just the original injury. Maybe they're just resting. Yeah. Or maybe they're resting him, right, middle of the week. Um, Blake dropped Kenyon Drake to grab Chuba Hubbard. Then we got back to Tyler. He picked up Greg Joseph, dropped the Rams defense, and then back to Tyler again. Tyler did a lot of claiming. Yeah, he added all around. He added Ryan Tannehill and dropped DeAndre Carter. And side note, since then, he dropped Tannehill again. Oh, so, yeah, he doesn't have a quarterback right now. His, it's going to well, be interesting not to see one what plugged he, in. Yeah, but he's got Herbert on by, and he's got Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson suspended. So I what forgot do you he still has Deshaun. do? Tyler. Tyler, you might want to put in a quarterback that's like eligible to play. I'm guessing more than likely he claimed Daniel Jones. Mm. But that wraps up the waiver report. Um, yeah, it's active. There was, I mean, all these, uh, so many of these people. There was like at least double the number of claims that actually went through. You know, people were claiming a bunch of these guys that got taken ahead of them. So, yeah, people are desperate at this point in the season. Kind of sucks. I'm one of those people. Yeah. Players are just not there and they're going quick when they are. So, let's take a look at your team. And. You're having some nice success this season so far. And so why don't we try to take a look and see what's playing into that so far. 
So just, I mean, obviously right away you have Patrick Mahomes. He's on by this week, but mm-hmm. but I think that speaks for itself. He's one of the elite quarterbacks for fantasy football. Definitely. Do you know when what round you picked him? I w- it was like, I want to say, so what was our draft? Uh, it was a snake draft. Mm-hmm. So is that like how, like at the end of a round or something, I'm at the end of that round and then I'm at the beginning of the next round or something like that? So if you were like pick number 12, yeah, then you would in the first round, then you would be pick number one in the second round. Okay. You'd have back-to-back picks. I can't remember if that was when I had back to back or not, but I got Mahomes. I think it was the third round because I was like, I, my order was kind of towards the end. Yeah, I think and that's people, right. We looked at it the people other day. were starting to, yeah, people were starting to go, and I'm like, I need to get it. Like my saving grace is just getting an elite quarterback to at least have that. I would say you got one, and he's doing oh, yeah. pretty good for you. Yeah, yeah, he's lighting it up. And you got Tom Brady in there right now, who's your backup. Who yeah, it, like the Bucks kind of suck, but he's doing Dude, still. He's... I would say at least average, if not better than average. Yeah, and like on the season, I've been really disappointed with him. But I mean, I think he is. It's Brady. I mean, I think he's just due for you know success later. That's what people are saying. It's like, yeah, he sucks so far, but, but it's like Brady, it's Brady. Yeah. he's gonna figure it out. Like, how can you? You can't he's count gonna... him out at this point. He's going to body that team to the to the playoffs. Yeah, I expect he's going to whip him into shape here pretty soon. And, like, it's not like he's got brand-new receivers. I mean, he's working with, like, Godwin and um, Mike Evans. Yeah, Mike who Evans. He's, who he's thrown to for a couple years right. now. So it's not like, you like, know, it's a new situation. They're just, yeah, they're just working out some kinks. Maybe Although he, he does have the new coach. Oh, that's true. Then, but I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, you know, it's, maybe it's the divorce Brady. paperwork. Yeah, I think he's just distra- right. He's distracted yeah. with stuff outside of football, which Personally, probably like the first time it's been this bad for him. You know? Oh yeah. Definitely. But um, I mean, he's a serviceable backup for you. I would definitely say. Yeah. He would start on a bunch of teams in our league right now. He, he definitely, even with his performance not being what it maybe has been. Are in you the considering past? after this week once he? does his job on buy for Patrick Mahomes, you're going to shop him. I'm considering it. Um, Cause I definitely want to find some maybe more solid flex positions. A little bit uh, of depth, a little bit of depth, especially getting towards like postseason and later in the year. So I've definitely can, that was kind of my original intent when I grabbed Brady was like, all right, I'm going to need some leverage later in the year to, right. You know, I mean, because you, never, I mean you, you can always shop a backup QB. If, exactly. You know, you worst know case scenario. Exactly. I mean, look at, you know, how many people have had, like, Andy Dalton had a great week last week, like 30-something right. points. Who knows? Maybe Brady will have a good week this week and then increase that boom, value. Right. You can sell them high. So you got a couple. Well, Alvin Kamara is your running back. I'm assuming you took, he was the first running back you took. Yep. And Josh Jacobs is your second running back. And Josh Jacobs is the one who's actually doing much better for you, but they're both solid running backs on your team. And you can't 
complain with those two. Alvin Kamara was like making me nervous at the beginning of the season. Yeah, that's but he honestly to have I think come online a bit. Yeah, that's what led to some of my I think doubt in my team earlier in the year because I think he missed the first couple weeks with uh, like a rib injury. Yeah, you're. I think you're right. He was. Like he he like he played the first game, sat week two, played week three, sat week four, and then since then he's been fairly yeah. consistent. Yeah, he's been back, and I think they're off. Like their offense is getting rolling again. Andy Dalton's actually been playing pretty well. Right being in there as a backup. So, and then Josh Jacobs. I mean, Vegas isn't like great as a team right now, or they haven't. Their record isn't amazing, but yeah, Josh Jacobs is performing really well this season. Dude, he I feel like came out of nowhere. Like I, you know, when I picked him in the draft, I was like, okay, yeah, Josh Jacobs, like solid running back. Yeah, solid. Exactly. That's what I didn't I would really think. think anything more than that. And then I mean, he has just been going off past three games so i something with this contract where i think it's an extension year or a uh it's a contract year like he they didn't extend him they let him go to his fifth year option that's right yeah and so basically like it's like if he doesn't if they don't sign him after this year they're gonna release him i guess Mm -hmm. or i don't know trade him but doesn't seem like they're gonna trade him at this point uh, yeah, if he keeps balling out like this, I mean, he seems good. They might, they might end up signing him. Who knows if he keeps playing like this, earn that money. Then you got Terry McLaurin. He's your number one receiver. Tyler Lockett, yeah. number two. Both good. Yeah, McLaurin. I feel like has been just a little disappointing. I would say. But- Yes, I would say disappointing for the player he is. Yeah. But, like, just seeing what Washington's offense is. Right, exactly. It's, like, hindering kind him. Of, yeah, yeah. It's kind of par for his performance. Like His his ceiling is so much lower than it should be because yeah. of, like, their quarterback situation. That's exactly how I feel. Because, I mean – who did they cycle through? They had Carson Wentz, and he just he had a, like a good game or two, and then just was trash, right? Yeah, and now he's hurt. That's right. Now it's Some Taylor Heineke, isn't hand. it? Yeah, now it's Heineke going in, and actually, people are kind of saying good things about Heineke. So, like, hopefully, he can do something, been... just like get their offense moving a little bit. Yeah, I think he's been with Washington for a while, right? Heineke. I know he's been in the league for a while i don't know if he's necessarily been with washington i have really i don't know gotcha. much about him but i have heard recently good things about him and hopefully he can bring a little spark to their offense i mean i'm not expecting much but just you know for whatever your passing plays are hopefully right. they have they're smart enough to get it to like their best player get him, one of their yeah. best players you know terry mclaurin is would start on most teams in the NFL. So get him the ball, you know, mm-hmm. you'd think that'd be easy for him. Kind of the same thing with Tyler Lockett, but he is sort of there. Well, with him and DK Metcalf, they're like the only two receivers or pass catchers really in that offense. And since DK is sort of hurt at this point, he is probably their sole, right? really their best option at receiver which is exciting 
for you? Definitely. And him and Gino have been connecting pretty well. I mean, right. Gino's had some good games for them. Couple they like to run the ball. There. So that's not great. Like just in yeah. general. I mean, it's good that their offense is good and productive and scores touchdowns, but just sucks that they aren't like a pass heavy team. Right. More of a right. Run heavy team. But I mean, he's still a number one receiver on that team and they trust him. And, you know, he's got in past years, you've seen that he can do it and make big plays and produce in fantasy and he's doing it again this year. So if nothing else, he's just like a solid, you know, got a solid floor type of player and you're just Mm going to get a consistent score out of him each week, I would say. Although he seems to be trending down. I noticed that. Past couple oh, but they're weeks, playing yeah. the Giants, who are good this year. Only one loss, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think Giants 5-1. and one? Is that where we are? Their opponents, def- the, the Giants defense is ranked third. That's crazy. Right now, I, so I, that's why against receivers, it seems like. So... Yeah, I think I think overall, like your top two receivers, top two running backs look really good. Mm-hmm. And then you plug Patty Mahomes in there. That's I'm right. way more confident about my my starting lineup now. Now that the season's kind of rolling and you know in in a good uh, motion for sure. I mean, it's not Patrick Mahomes can have those huge weeks, but like Tom Brady is not a bad quarterback to throw in there on the bye week. So it's, I feel like you haven't dropped off that much, at least a quarterback, but then we look down at your flex and it starts to get a little bit hairy, but you have Michael Carter, who is since, um, Brees Hall's injury is super promising at this point in the season. Mm -hmm. And I know that they traded, um, James James Robinson Robinson to the jets. And ultimately, I think he'll probably be end up being like the number one guy towards the end of the season. At least in these next couple weeks, Carter is going to be the number one guy because he knows the offense and he's more comfortable right. with everybody there. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's going to be a strong flex player for you, at least in these next couple weeks. And hopefully he just like commands the backfield and keeps That's going like later into the season. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be there's huge. a good chance that happens. Um, Devin Duvernay, Baltimore's wide receiver. He's your other flex guy right now. He is at least projection wise, like probably your weakest guy in your starting lineup right now. And I think that he was kind of a better option until Bateman came back. Bateman's like banged up and always kind of hurt. So Duvernay really doesn't feel that bad of an option. Yeah, and I feel like that's pretty much what I was thinking. Bateman can be a little touch and go. But and then you got to worry about Mark Andrews as a pass catcher. But he mm-hmm. had half I think a he's point questionable this week. too. Right? Yeah, he had something going on with his ankle. I think I don't know, some some sort of injury, and so he is questionable right now. So for this week, Duvernay might play. Might be a good play. Although Tampa Bay has got a pretty good defense. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah, I, think- I mean, that's the thing about like, I'm kind of keep that last flex spot open 
and like Duvernay could I feel like you could easily flip him out for any of these guys down here if you feel like they have a better matchup or anything like that right not that you need to I'm just saying like in my mind that's usually what I do with that last flex anyways I honestly had that thought I was kind of looking at it last night and uh or this morning um, whatever day it is um uh, I was considering plugging in Hunter Renfro just to see what he does because he's been wildly disappointing well he's been hurt all season right he was I think yeah his first he was on concussion protocol for Mm -hmm. like several weeks and I mean since then he hasn't gone above 10 points a game like it it all this year yeah that sucks that's the 10 the 10 point like threshold is like that's what I, I can look, feel. Look for. Yeah, I can feel better about a player if they've had you know some above ten point games, and then maybe a couple below. But like, sure, sure, he hasn't had a single game above ten. He's been out for two or three. Just a real uh, feel like a real bust on him. Yeah, you you would think like after the draft at the beginning of the season, he would have been a solid play him most weeks to get. Yeah, you know, probably twelve points or so. Like at least have four catches and then whatever yards come with them and then a touchdown here now and again. Exactly. I mean, that was what I was thinking. But it's really not playing out that way. No, not even close. And I'm torn because I feel like I know as soon as I go to get rid of him, he's just going to explode the rest of the season. And plus, he's kind of got like a name that people recognize from last season. So it's not like you can drop him and just like watch him. Exactly. He'll get scooped up. People will scoop him up, right? Yeah. Yep. That was my thought. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Even if he's not that great, just the name alone, you know, if he's towards the top of the list, it's enough for people to mm-hmm. grab him, put him on their bench for a week or two. But, um, okay, let's take a look at your defense. 49ers defense, they're good this season. They are the number three ranked defense in our league. I think they were number one at one point. So, yeah, just I, I don't think in general defenses don't, reach a rank and stay there very long. I think they fluctuate, but if they're in the top five for any number of weeks, then they're a good defense and definitely on paper, 49ers are a good defense. I think that was another strategic pickup for me because I was just, again, with my positioning in the draft, I was like, all right, I got to be a little different about it. Go for some things maybe earlier than normal. And that's why I went with their defense because they were, ranked so high and they have not disappointed they've gotten me i mean almost 20 points every game there's been yeah. three four games that they didn't go you know over 20 Isn't that awesome and and one of them was to the chiefs which been, like you expect right we've been talking about just like how many points the defenses get i, I switched it break the, you. i switched it before the season i wasn't sure if, you know what it was going to be like I personally like the change. I haven't heard anything negative about it, so it sounds like people are kind of cool with it. But I, I, like I, it. Think, I, I think it's think kind it of changed the dynamic. Yeah, for sure, it's changed the dynamics. Like you don't want to drop a defense just because yeah. they're on buy or because they have a bad matchup. You want to hold on to them, which means and it makes it way more competitive. I think so too. Yeah, because like I'm I'm shopping defenses. Like when the 49ers are playing the Chiefs, I was like, all right. Like, let me f- try and find, like, the next best defense I can scoop up just for this right. week. Like, even last year, the settings weren't like this for defenses. And, like, 
you can't expect a big game out of a defense. You could you couldn't. I mean, and this year you absolutely can. Like they can mm-hmm. they could be the best scorer on your team. Right. You know, that week. So I think 49ers, yeah, they're great. And I wouldn't drop them anytime soon unless they really start doing bad, but Yeah. That and I think I mean a couple of their uh secondary players are injured right now. So I mean once they come back, they're just gonna get even hopefully right. even better. And they got Christian McCaffrey on offense, so Mm-hmm. When your offense does better, it naturally get makes your defense better. Yeah, and helps them keep the total points of their opponent down, which obviously gives you more fantasy points. So it all plays into itself. So hopefully, I think yeah, I think you're right. They're just going to get better if they get those players back. Um, and then your kicker, your boy, Young Hoku. You've Young Hoku picked him up and dropped him. Picked him up and dropped him. So obviously your loyalty to him is not as uh, firm, but that's it can be know, bought. To, it to can be definitely expected. be bought. He needs to, uh, you know, he needs to prove to me he's worth, you know, this sure. contract. He's definitely a good stream, and he's playing. They're playing Carolina this week, so yeah, you would think they're going to kick kick a couple field goals, kick a couple extra points. Yeah, about that eight that about that eight point projection he's got on there. So yeah. Pretty solid. So okay, we've taken a look at your roster. We got you got a couple bench pieces we haven't mentioned, but that's okay. I do that's have a combo I, for another time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we got we got a lot of football left. Well, I'll just name them off, I guess. Damian Harris, Eno Benjamin, Deion Jackson, Greg Dulcich, to go with Hunter Renfro and Patrick Mahomes, who's on by. So that's his bench. Um. Matt, who is your favorite player on your team? Oof. I'm pretty torn between two. I love I love Pat Mahomes. He's just unreal. And then it's made me watch, obviously, the Chiefs more. Yeah. And he's just ridiculous. He's incredible. Yeah, he's so good. So either him or Josh Jacobs. He came out of nowhere and has just been playing so hard. And same thing, I've been watching Raiders games, and he's just – running like an animal like okay so we'll turn this into instead of favorite player who would you give your if mid mid way through the season mvp to midway oh man because it seems like it's probably going to be between those two guys i would say yeah uh you know let's see let's look at some some quick breakdown (laughs) this guy he's analytical this guy. Check, check the that's stat why he's, board. That's why he's jumped up from last season being at the bottom to this season being at the top. I had and a I, message I needed needed to be sent, you know. Couldn't let last year set the tone for this league for stand. myself. There you go. Uh-uh. It was embarrassing. I think that's something to look up to for the fellow guys who were maybe at the bottom of the league last season. I'm talking about Lucas. I'm talking about Mike. And I'm talking about Tom this season. Just like, you know. Don't give up. A little bit of luck. Yeah. Don't give up. Yeah. A little bit of luck. Do some research. I mean, who knows? This could still go anywhere. I mean, Matt's uh, obviously done some homework and he he picked a good team and he's done some stuff on waivers and it's working out for him so far. So he's in a good position. So I'm, you know, you could be anything you want. You could be number one in our fantasy league if you wanted to. 
voice. You have no idea how high I can fly. <laughs> yes. Michael Scott. <laughs> um, for MVP midseason, I'd have to say Mahomes. Okay. I yeah, just I have to. He's been that. so consistent, and he's just doing what he does. And without him, I don't know. I, I definitely wouldn't have had the wins and the record I do. You think he's now, your most consistent player? Oh, hands down. You know, if we're looking for uh, maybe most improved, best morale, I'd say Josh Jacobs <laughs> as of late. Yeah. Definitely, I would say, well, I don't know. I don't want to speak for you, but I would say very surprising player, Josh Jacobs. Oh, yeah. That's what I love, though. Like, you never know what players are going to just pop. come out of nowhere and right. pop. Yeah. Like, you even know, Benjamin like for weekly, ex- Yeah, even just yeah, the weekly dude. players that, like, are filling in a role where – you know, they're maybe coming in for an injury or something. You know, Benjamin, Deion Jackson, I think, was their fourth string running back on the Colts. Right. And he got me 29 points the game I put him in. Like, <laughs> and that absolutely made the difference between me winning and losing that week. So what do you think about your matchup this week against Lucas? I hate to say it, but uh, Lucas, I'm going to crush you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean... Unless now you know, hey, that this may be how the king falls. You know that pride, I'm starting to get a little arrogant. Well, there's been a lot of games this season, and they were early in the season when things are different. But where teams who are projected much lower than their opponent went off and just had big spike weeks, right? So it's possible. It's definitely possible. But I will say that your favorite in a lot of these, you know, categories, looking down at it. And that's why I'm feeling as confident as I am. Like, you know, yeah. like I said, as soon as I say that Luke will have a good game or it'll be super tight and he'll end up pulling, you know, sneaking one out. But uh, just looking at how everyone's been playing, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah. I'd be confident if I was you not cocky, you know, not cocky, Matt the peaceful, continue that's to be right. Matt the that's peaceful. Right. Still a time of, you know, pacification. Bloodshed so, hasn't started yet. So so your tactics are passive. Oh, okay. Just sneaking it in there. Sneaking it in there. Pacification. And then what? Playoff, come playoffs, you're going to slit some that's throats. When, yeah. Cutthroat. That's, that's when some cutthroat play needs to start happening. It's that one and done the, at the top. That's what I mean. You know? I, I don't know. I mean, it's. But I'll say it again. Schedule. Once you make the playoffs and you're not playing for last place, then there's kind of some weight off your shoulders and you're you're kind of, at least in my mind, you're playing with house money at that point. It's like, fuck it. If I, right, right. Even if I don't win, I get to still maybe throw some tomatoes or drink some beers <laughs> on my buddy, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And the rest of the season looks like it could be a little challenging. My last three games are against some teams that have been looking pretty good. I think I have Dylan, Tyler, and Josh for my last three. Oh yeah. Tyler so, hey. and Josh for sure. And then Dylan, you know. Yeah. He, what, he he's had a solid team. I don't know if he's, he's hasn't put together a couple of great weeks in these last few weeks, but I, I still think he has got a pretty strong roster. So yeah, you're right. He's got some some good games, some tough matchups coming up at the end of the season. So well it was fun like kind of diving into your team a little bit and yeah hopefully some of these guys yeah, that uh, can cool. learn a little success from you tips on how to succeed my man right. yeah. check it out 
I mean, listen, like I said, there's some luck involved, but obviously you're doing something right at this point to get six and one. So, you know, like you can tell there's some of these guys you plugged in that like the Eno Benjamin play, the Deion Jackson mm-hmm. play, you know. Sorry, that's Casey's ready for me to be done. Anyways. Peace. Yep. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Um, get, get all your claims and shit in and get your roster set for this week. Good luck. Get your shit together. Get your shit together. Bring your best game against Matt. He'll be bringing his best game against you. So for Matt the Peaceful, I'm Nick Humphreys with Goosey T. Peace.